let's start by talking about private sector credit growth in South Africa. Yeah, Sakina, you know, I think a consistent theme that we've been talking about on the show for the last couple of weeks and, you know, really for the last couple of months, pretty much since the back end of last year, um, is green shoots of recovery in the South African economy. Um, you know, we're talking about PMI numbers that are above 50, indicating expansion in the manufacturing sector. We're talking about uh, new car sales numbers in particular sectors showing promising signs of recovery. We're talking about business confidence numbers, which have stabilized and gradually started improving. Um, and I think this number, private sector credit extension, is just yet another example um, of a South African economy that's on the, on the mend and a South African economy that's on the rise. And I think one of the things you've consistently noticed I've tried to do is create some positivity about the South African economy over the last couple of months because, uh, you know, positivity is really what we need. And this is just yet another number. We're seeing uh, for the first time in a very long time, 43 months, uh, we saw positive year-on-year private sector credit extension to the private sector, um, you know, Sakina, for the month of February. And if you contextualize what this actually means, it means that uh, corporates are now, first of all, borrowing uh, increasing amounts of money in order to spend um, or invest in their businesses. That's the first point. But secondly, and far more importantly, I think, Sakina, is that the banks are now finding it, uh, you know, more palatable to start lending money to these corporates. Um, you know, so the banks are, and the banks are always a fairly good uh, leading indicator of where the economy is. You know, if we talk about a couple of years ago, they were really drying, uh, drying up the amounts of credit they were extending, worried about, uh, you know, where economic growth in the country is going and worried about, you know, what impact that would have on their credit loss ratio and really pulling the plug on, you know, a lot of lending and being exceptionally conservative in how they extend credits. Now, you know, South African banks do obviously have this reputation for being very conservative in terms of how they extend credits. So, you know, they, that, um, and, and, and what we're seeing now is that the fact that we're seeing positive year-on-year growth means that these banks must be exceptionally confident that growth moving forward is going to improve in the coming quarters and the coming years. And as a result of that, feel more confident to lend out more money. So, Sakina, I think uh, what this number means ultimately is just that, uh, you know, we're in a much better space in the South African economy than we have been in a long time. And, uh, you you know, we really need to uh, leverage off this platform which has been created in order to, uh, you know, really enjoy the positive spin-off effects of, of greater economic growth. And then the Snapchat shares are closing their first day of trading up at 44%. Absolutely, Sakina. I mean, this is really a phenomenal story, isn't it? It's a, a couple of lines of code developed in Silicon Valley, um, you know, which is now valuable in some of the most valuable companies in the world. I mean, if you think about it with regard, in, in, in respect of the South African stock market, um, you know, we're now talking about a Snapchat, which is more valuable than something like a ShopRite, something more valuable than something like a Sinop, you know, which are globally competitive retailing businesses. So, you know, I think, Sakina, the bottom line is that there's been a lot of concern over the last couple of years about some of the valuations which are placed on these tech companies. Uh, you see Facebook on, on, on very lofty forward multiples. Uh, Twitter on very racy forward multiples. A lot of these tech companies, um, you know, taking to the market and talking about the number of users they have on the platform, talking about the growth in the number of users they have in the platform. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the very same issues are still going to plague these stocks. You know, it's not just about how many users can you gather, how many, you know, how many users do you have. 
But it's going to ultimately come down to how do you monetize these users? You know, okay, I've got a billion users, but how do I actually how do I get some revenue? Um, you know, out, out, out of out of how do I extract some revenue out of these out of these users? And that's that's ultimately what's going to matter to shareholders over the long term. You know, again, and share price increases can only follow uh, changes in earnings growth. And you know, if if we're not going to see a growth in the top line, you know, one wonders about how sustainable some of these rallies are. Um, you know, having said that, there's obviously been a lot of optimism about the listing of these tech stocks. Um, you know, we're seeing that, you know a number of these stocks have faced the kind of premium that 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 snap. Uh, which is a group company for Snapchat, which is actually the company that was listed. A number of these technology shares have fetched that kind of a premium, um, you know, but we sit back and we wonder how sustainable is this really? And, you know, we need to see some earnings growth before we buy into, you know, 35 and 40 forward multiples uh, for a tech company, uh, you know, coming to the market, quite frankly, looking to create some sort of an exit for venture capital investors and early investors looking to monetize uh, their investments.